Hey, Mandy, did you hear? They mentioned my name on the Rebbe's Mutzvah Stories podcast. The Rebbe wished me mazel tov on my bar mitzvah. Gee, see, I knew you could order books on MrStories.com, but I didn't know you could sponsor a podcast. That's a source of Torah to thousands of listeners. How did you find out about it? Easy. Just send an email to info at MrStories.com. Welcome to the second series of Medrash Morsels, short but sweet midrashim designed for the whole family to share for Shabbos dessert. Children, it's Parshas Vayikra. So Medrash Morsels for Parshas Vayikra. Children, what is a Navi? A Navi is a person that Hashem speaks to. Look, we all speak to Hashem, but to have Hashem speak to you makes you a Navi. Kids, there is only one Navi left over today from all the olden days. It's Eliyahu Hanavi. Eliyahu never died. But besides for him, there are no more Navim these days. It has been over 2,000 years since Hashem spoke to people on earth. But some people wrongly claim that Hashem spoke to them. It's false. Many modern-day religions are based on such sheker. I, Rabbi Edelman, Rebbe, am going to tell you over a story in this week's Medrash Tanchuma, which is also found in Sanhedrin, about two Nevi'e Sheker. They're called false prophets, and they were Jewish. One's name was Achav ben Kolya, and the other, Tzitkia ben Amaseya. They were telling other Yidin to sin. But what's worse is that they would say that Hashem said you could. Hashem said you should. That's so wrong. It's corrupt. It's perverted. Achav and Sidkia would help each other sin. Somehow people believed that they were real Nevi'im. So Achav would go to tell what a, a certain husband, Excuse me, mister. HaKadosh Baruch Hu told me to send a message to your missus. The husband trusted Achav and said, Go ahead. She's back at my house. So Achav would ring the doorbell, go in alone with someone else's wife, which is already an Isser called Yichud. It's an Avera. It's Yichud. Yichud is being alone with a lady or a girl not from your close family. We're not allowed to do that. Then Achav would say, You know, I am a Navi, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu is asking you to raise children to be Nevi'im, your own children. How? she would ask. My husband is not a Navi. Acha would say a worse lie now. He would say, Okay, go marry Tzidkia ben Maseya. He is a Navi. Your children from him will also become Nevi'im. That's what Acha would say. In those days, people knew how special it was to be a Navi. But it's really not that easy. It takes a lot of hard work and self-discipline. But the married woman would believe Acha, thinking that it is an easy way to have Navi children. Plus, she would believe that Hashem said it's okay, even kind of a mitzvah. This missus would go and send for Tzidkia. Tzidkia would come and marry her, but she's already married. And then Tzidkia would do the same sin for his friend Achav. Tzidkia would also convince a married woman to marry his friend Achav. And this is how they were filling Yerushalayim with Gili Arayos before the destruction of the first base Amikdash. But then... When the Yidin were exiled from Yerushalayim and ended up in Bavel, Tzidkia and Achav continued these tricks. Only now, they would find pretty Goyesha ladies, wives of rich politicians in Bavel, and they would save their Sheker lies 
Ahav and Sidkia would fool pregnant ladies into knowing if their baby was going to be a girl or a boy. Ahav and Sidkia were getting reputations to be great prophets. Then, their last story goes like this. Sidkia started up with Nebuchadnezzar's wife. One day he met her and said, HaKadosh Baruch Hu sent me to you with a message. Oh? Yes, yes. He says, go marry Achov and you'll have Nevi'im for children. So she replies, I can't do that without consulting my husband. Okay, fine. Let us know what your husband says. The next thing they know is that they've been summoned to see the king himself, Nebuchadnezzar, the king of the Babylonian Empire. There they stood before the king and the king asked them, Did you really tell my wife to marry Achav? Yes, they said. HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants that. Your wife should have Nevi'im for kids. Excuse me, but I know a little bit about your Torah. Doesn't your God hate adultery and znus? She's a married woman. Nebuchadnezzar continued, I know the story of Zimri from the Torah. He married a non-Jew and there was a great plague. 24,000 Jews died because of this intermarriage. I know that story. And you expect me to believe that your God said to marry my wife? What? Did your God change his mind? Now Znus is suddenly okay? By the way, I already asked Hananya Mishoel Vazaria, and they told me that it's still us to marry someone else's wife. Tzidkia and Achav answered Nebuchadnezzar, Ah, that means nothing. Hashem doesn't tell everyone his plans. To us he said it's allowed, but to them Hashem didn't say anything. Well... I still don't know if you're Nevi'eh Emes or Nevi'eh Sheker. Hmm. I know. I'll test you, like I tested Hanania Mishoel Vazaria. Kids, one day I need to tell you the full story of Hanania Mishoel Vazaria and how they wouldn't bow to Nebuchadnezzar's statue and how they got thrown into a fiery Kibshan Ho'esh but miraculously didn't get hurt later. But for now, back to Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar says... For them, I heated the furnace for seven days. For you, I'll heat it up just for one day, and I'll throw you two guys inside to see if you're righteous prophets. If you make it out alive, I'll know that you speak the truth and will do whatever you say. Now Tzidki and Achav were nervous, so they thought up of an excuse. <clears throat> Your Majesty, Hananya, Mishoel, Vazaria were three righteous people. Their zchus combined made a miracle. We are just two righteous people. We might die anyhow, but it won't prove that we aren't righteous about our prophecy. So Nebuchadnezzar replied, Okay, choose a third righteous man, anyone you want, and I'll throw the three of you into my fiery furnace. Kids, there was a tzaddik Gomer living at the time that this all happened. His name was Yehoshua ben Yehotzadok otherwise known as Yehoshua Kohen Godel. Ahov and Sidkia knew him, and they wanted him to go down to Nebuchadnezzar's fiery furnace with them. They remembered a miraculous story that Yehoshua Kohen Godel had been through in the past. You see, when the Beis HaMikdash was conquered by Nebuchadnezzar's army, Adi Kohanim went hiding in, in secret chambers, concealed inside the building. They didn't want to leave that holy place. Among those eighty Kohanim was this Yehoshua, the Kohen Gadol. Well, the Babylonian enemies set the Beis HaMikdash on fire, and with it, the Kohanim died in the fire. 
all of the Kohanim except for one, Yehoshua Kohen Godel. Achav and Sidkia thought, Yehoshua Kohen Godel has been saved from the fire before. Maybe his great righteousness will protect us as well. Nebuchadnezzar's men brought Yehoshua and they lowered the three of them into the Kivshan Ha'esh. The two false prophets were burned. They were scorched. They were cindered. They were roasted. But Yehoshua Kohen Godel again survived. Only his clothing got charred from the burning fire. Yehoshua Kohen Godel was lifted out alive and his clothes were singed and smoking. Kids, we learn from the story that Hashem knows who is a tzaddik and who is a rasha. And you can't fool him. He will pay back the rasha for his wicked deeds. And the tzaddik, he will also be paid back for his righteous deeds. And Hashem could even change the nature to save his tzaddikim. For more epic stories, visit our website, musrstories.com.